You're listening to How To Catholic, episode three, How To DTR. Define the relationship. Be a man and ask her out. Everybody, this is Lisa Cotter. And I'm Kevin Cotter, and we are your co-hosts here at the How to Catholic Podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hello and welcome to the How to Catholic Podcast. Lisa, how are you doing tonight? I know it's it's that time of year, it's cold. I want to kind of check in on you. How are you doing with uh, all this cold weather? You know, I'm good because there's no snow on the ground and we got your car back today. That is right. In our last episode, we talked about how my car went off the road and down 10 feet into uh, off the side of the road in a ditch and we got the car back and super little damage, just a couple hundred bucks. And I got some snow tires, which seemed like a pretty Sweet. good idea. Yeah. I've been wanting you to get snow tires forever going up the mountain to work. So this was exciting. It was. I I was pretty pumped. But it is it is cold, and that's always something in our marriage that uh, it is fun because one of my jobs as your husband is to try to keep you warm. Yes, you have taken that on as one of your jobs. So usually each Christmas, in some way, shape, or form, some type of present like slippers, a robe, uh, a Snuggie. Electric blanket. Electric blanket. So, you know, Christmas is coming up. And so if any of our listeners have any ideas on how to help me uh, be a great husband and keep Lisa warm, I would really appreciate that. So if you want to reach me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter with some ideas on how to keep Lisa warm, you could be listening to this in like the summer. It could be like July or August. I'll always need ideas. So no matter what time of year it is, send those my way. That would be awesome. That's so kind of you. Well, it could be kind of me, but really kind of our listeners to give me some good suggestions. I'm looking forward to those. I mean, we are sharing an extra large Costco blanket right now. We so. are. Uh, big shout out to your sister for the uh, Costco blanket. That's right. It's it was gr- on sale idea. and she texted me because she knows how much I like to stay warm. So It has changed our lives. <laughs> for the better. Thank you, Costco, for your extra large. It was like 14 bucks blankets. So, yeah, you know, it's cold, but I'm surviving and maybe now I'm going to get warmer. So this is great. This is good. Your sister took part of my job, but that's all right. It's she good. Helped. Yeah, it's good. She was like an assistant. Yep. Mm-hmm. So tonight, our topic, DTR. 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 Now, if you don't know what that means, it's, I think, it, I think, I feel like this is a focus lingo thing here. At least that's when I first heard it was in college. DTR, defining the relationship. And we use it as like a way of saying like, did you DTR? Like, did you have a DTR? Did you define the relationship? So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. How do you define a relationship? Which I would say since college has become even more important. I feel like it's becoming uh, less and less common for people to actually define their relationships. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. There's a lot of relationship ambiguity out there. A lot of ambiguity out there. A lot of what are we. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's our goal for today's podcast is to help you 
get some uh, practical steps, some vision for how to define the relationship. But before we get to the practical side, Kevin, I was thinking, you know, you do have a lot of experience with DTRing relationships. I think, uh, yeah, I have some, some, some experience, some, you know, maybe a few experiences here or there. I thought maybe you could share a couple of those experiences to get us started out. Maybe maybe even we could start with maybe one of your DTR fails because that's way more fun to talk about. Let's let's start with failures. Failures. I really enjoy talking if as much as possible on this podcast we could talk about my failures in life. I think That would be encouraging to our listeners, I think. I mean, I think it'd be great for everyone. So, uh during my senior year of high school, I started becoming friends with a uh, a girl named well, we'll we'll call her Rebecca. And at first, we just were talking at youth group, and uh, then we found more ways to hang out over time. And you got to that point in your friendship with some of the opposite opposite sex. You know, you, you just kind of know it after a while that you know there's something more going on between you than than friendship. There's an attraction, hanging out, but you know, at the same time, I was about to head off to college. I didn't know if I wanted a long distance relationship, so I kind of kept putting it off. I was enjoying the friendship but didn't really uh, know what to do. Uh, but I knew, I knew for certain I had a choice to make. I needed either to date Rebecca despite the distance or I need to scale back our relationship to a normal, a normal level of friendship. What'd you do? So I chose to not make a choice, which is why this is... Brilliant. This is why this is the failure one. So instead... Uh, through the course of me going off to college and eventually her going to college as well, we began this really confusing three-year uh, cycle of ambiguity. And uh, I would also say that we were just friends. We weren't dating. Which all of us who knew Kevin knew that was a lie. Yeah. So we were, at least you and I were friends at this time. Yes. And I remember hearing about Rebecca. Yes. But she wasn't called Rebecca by my friends. No, no. She had a special name. Her, she, We called her the pseudo. Which was short for pseudo girlfriend she wasn't she was my girlfriend but she really wasn't my girlfriend so she was the pseudo i remember hearing this too and, and you're trying to explain this to me we were at the gas station at at camp chakawatha we worked together at camp chakawatha like during break i remember this conversation and thinking that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard you i was like so wait you you like this girl and you know you're gonna date her eventually but just not now and you're like yeah yeah, it's always funny when you like spot logic to other people and you know and they know like it doesn't make <laughs> sense, but you're just like you you, you just don't you it. don't you don't know me. This is this is I, you, you just don't know. Sense. Well, I'm gonna have to have confidence behind it. So anyways, at the end of these three years, uh I eventually I eventually broke up with Rebecca, which even though we weren't actually dating, so Kind of think about that for a moment. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. So that was that was definitely a failure on my end to uh, define the relationship. And I feel like you know we we both paid for it. I mean, it's something that I apologized to her later on, but we just we both wasted so much time and energy uh, that we could have spent towards other things, either dating each other and figuring it out, or going and doing other things and not not wasting our time. So it was a uh, yeah, not too much fun. Yeah, Kevin was unavailable for a long time when I first met him because he was not in a relationship in a relationship with Rebecca. It's not like you were available. I don't, are you, I don't know if you're <laughs> blaming him for the lack of us dating on this, but anyways. That's true. We were friends for a long time before we started dating, for those of you who don't know our story. So um, we were both busy with other 
Thanks. Other discernment, mine, mine discernment process. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's redeem you. Let's redeem you because you, you did get it right later. So, okay. So the good news, that is the fail. And I think that's important because I think um, sometimes when we're in those situations when it's embarrassing to look back on our lives and go, what was I thinking? Or like, I am an idiot. And people always say like, well, you can learn from your failures. But, you know, and I think you normally do. And this one I know I, I, I truly did. And so um, my junior year of college, I transferred to Benedictine College. Go Ravens. Go Ravens. And um, Lisa and I started hanging out quite a bit together. And we, as she has mentioned, we're, we were friends for a while. Uh, but we had the same group of friends. There was a group of six of us that hung out all the time. And so that, that got us kind of into the, the same sphere. And then we were both going back to Kansas City quite a bit. I was helping out a youth group back in my home parish. Lisa was coming back a lot because her dad was sick. And so uh, we started forming this friendship. And eventually, uh, Lisa invited me one day to go running. And at the time, Lisa was training for a marathon, which I thought was... Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I invited you running. I think I was going running and you were like, oh, I could use some exercise. And you asked, oh, you could go running with me. Oh, I didn't know. I asked that's my, the way I remember. That could be, no, that's probably the way it is. That's I don't think I would have been so bold to ask you to go running with me. Yeah. Even as friends. I sure. I wouldn't, yeah. Lisa's very, Lisa's very goal oriented. So she wanted to run a marathon and to conquer that. And uh, I was just looking for some exercise and so we started running and we ran five miles. The next time you asked me to run, like, no, you knew you, you said, you said like, Hey, do you want to run 10 miles as a joke? And I it, said, yeah, it was a joke. Yeah. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I've never run 10 miles before. Yeah. So we started training for this marathon together. And as we did, and, uh, and we had these car rides back and forth. I knew I got to that point in the relationship where I had a DTR, like I had, I, I feel like I, I really wanted to not make the same mistake with Lisa that I did with Rebecca. And so I needed to find the relationship. So we're driving in a car and we get about 10 minutes from Benedictine college. It's an hour long drive. He had 50 minutes that he sat on this. Hey, I think I timed it right for everyone's sake. And, you know, I, I started the conversation. I said, Lisa, you know, I know, you know, we're friends and we've gotten to know each other better. And, you know, I think our friendship is great, but I just wanted to let you know to make sure that there's no confusion that I just want to be friends with you. Womp womp. And, uh, I was sad. Well. I mean, I wasn't surprised, though. Yeah, but, you know, so for me, it was trying to learn from that earlier experience. Because at, at the time, I, although I very much respected Lisa, I, I just, that, that wasn't the direction I wanted to head. I just had transferred schools. Uh, I had just gotten out of the previous pseudo relationship. Uh, and so a lot was coming at me fast since I wasn't quite, I don't know if I was quite ready for a relationship. And, uh, so it was, it was definitely true and my, uh, my DTR, but, uh, about a month later we went, I went for DTR number two mm-hmm. and, uh, this time and over that month as we ran together and hung out more together, I was like, Oh my, I actually really like this girl. She's fantastic. And I should, I need, I need to invite her, you know, ask her out. Which was kind of tough at the time because I really didn't know how Lisa felt about me. Well, yeah, especially because you told me we were friends. So I was working very hard to be friends and to not mentally marry you and stalk you. And I, I'm not blaming you. Yeah, I'm not blaming you. I'm, not, oh, I'm just yeah. saying I just didn't know. 
and we were training for a marathon together. So if she said no, I mean, that's that's a long time to run with somebody who said, I don't want to date you. And Lisa was going off uh, the next semester to Argentina. So I was like, boy. I remember talking with my friends. I was like, I don't know. Like, And to Lisa's friends, like, they're like, no, Kevin, like, you got to you gotta let her know how you feel. And I think that was really helpful for me. Just like, okay, like, I don't know how she feels about me. Yeah, because none of my friends knew, like, that I admired you. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were like, we have no idea. So I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to have to do this. And so uh, we were stretching outside of our dorm, getting ready to run, and I... Uh, it was cold. It was cold. Uh, Lisa wasn't happy about the extra stretching that I made her endure, so I could <laughs> I ask like, her... let's out. just start running. It's cold. It'll like, warm my muscles And I had up. this whole plan in my mind. I was like, no, 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 we're going to stretch, and we're going to stretch really good. So uh, that's where I was able to define the relationship with you and kind of lay, lay things out about how I felt and why and, and all that, so... Yeah. That's how we started dating. And that was a good defining relationship. I, I liked that one better than the first one. And today we want to kind of walk you through what does that look like? And this this podcast in some ways is directed at guys, maybe. Uh, this episode. Very spe- yeah, Not sorry. the whole podcast. Yeah, this podcast episode uh, is directed at, at guys on how to ask a girl out. But at the same time, you know, there's two people in every relationship. So Lisa's going to give some tips as we move along through this on how girls can um, help this situation out as well. Is that right? Yeah. I've got some thoughts. Okay. So let's look through. Your steps here? Our steps. Yeah, there's just four. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is hard. I think there's obviously some discernment beforehand. And there's some con- courage to do it. But it's just four simple things to think through as you're approaching this relationship to do it right. Um, Cause I think sometimes you could just, if you just miss one of these, you, you kind of want to face palm it later. So let's just, let's just get it right. So the first step, and this sounds crazy, I know, but is to ask her in person. That's scary. Don't text her. Please don't text her. Don't, you know, Snapchat her actually talk to her face-to-face. I really sometimes things are long distance, so you have to call on the phone, but that'd be only a, you know, emergency situation. Your goal is to actually, you know, face-to-face ask. And by the way, I'll just be real clear here, it's a lot harder for girls to say no in person, right? <laughs> it's going to increase <laughs> your chances right there. It's, it's Let's just be real here. There's just a, a real situation. She's going to have a lot harder time saying no to your face because, you know, She'll feel sorry for you. What, you could get a date out of this way easier. So ask in person, but that's not the reason. It's because yeah, we're not, you... We're not telling you to manipulate girls. Yeah. No, of course not. But um, yeah, I think it's just really important to be personal and to put yourself out there and ask her face-to-face. That's, that's huge. It is huge, you know, and I love the fact that you asked me out face-to-face. Um, like it totally honored me and... And at the end of the day, like, it's such a great story now to be able to tell. Like, how lame is that if your story is like, well, and then she texted me, what are we? And I texted her, I don't know, what do you think we are? Like, that's no story for the grandkids. Like, I love the fact that we have a great story about how we began dating, uh, not just for us, but for the history of our family. Yeah, it's even fun to, like, point. I mean, we have a building, there's a spot, you know, so it's, um, yeah, carries a lot of meaning for sure. 
yeah, here's the couch I was sitting on when I received the text. Like, that's not very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So let's, um, does that cover step one? Do that you that, that covered sufficient? step one, ask yeah. her in person. I think we covered it. Yeah, that's pretty. I pretty feel like a generation ago, that's not a step. But, you but know, we, today it's important. It was like your only option, unless you wanted to call. And yeah, like, that's a good point. Everybody was standing in the hallway listening because you had one phone. So it's true. That's how they did it. Yeah. Go old school. Tell, ask her in person. There we go. All right. So step two that you've got for us, Kevin, in defining the relationship. Tell her why. Yeah. Tell her why. I think it just provides some context to it rather than like, hey, I like you. We should date. Right. So like you want to you want to make the ask meaningful. Right. So you want to include some things, some some reasons why. And even thinking it from a natural perspective, which we did for step one, is to try to help her process through what you're asking her. So, you know, saying something like, you know, we've been friends for a while and I've gotten to know you, some things that I really appreciate appreciate about you, uh, and say something about perhaps her virtue, her character, um, the way she interacts with her friends, and um, just something that you might really appreciate and uh, because of these things, this this why is why you want to ask her out. And I think that just creates, um, yeah, a, a point where it's meaningful and where that person feels honored. Uh, and it also gives them a logic for like, oh, okay, this isn't just coming out of left field or like, who is this guy and why is he saying these things? And it might help the girl understand like, oh, m- maybe I led him wrong uh, here. Or, oh, I could see how he s- thinks that, you know. Uh, that makes sense. We we should go on a date. So the, I think it's just important to give that context before you give that ask. And I remember in your telling me kind of your why part of it was that it was something that you had been praying about. And that meant a lot to me to kind of, to know that this wasn't just like a random impulse. Like we, we'd known each other for a long time. It wasn't like we had just met and you had a good feeling about it. You know, like there was real thought behind that and I could tell that there was an intention there and that there were things about me that you actually did see as real potential for a relationship and that gave me a lot of confidence moving forward and made it easier for me to say yes to going on that first date. Absolutely. So yeah that's step number two. First one was ask them in person and the second one is to share the why as you're sharing that ask. Very good. What's step number three? Step number three is tell her what you're asking. And so this is actually one that uh, I didn't do such a good job, or maybe you beat me to the punch with this one. But when I said, hey, you know, I want our friendship, I want I want us to, to date, or I want this uh, relationship to go farther. And you had a great response, which was... I, I think I remember asking you something along the lines of like, what does that mean? Yeah, so like I in my head... I understood like, oh, Lisa and I would be in an exclusive dating relationship. Like that's what I thought I was asking, but I didn't articulate that, right? So, uh, you know, I'm I'm of the mind that someone, you know, you can just ask somebody like, hey, would you like to go grab coffee? Or to get hey, to know each other. yeah, to get to know each other. Or hey, could I take you on a date? Or you know, there's hey, could we exclusively date? Or there's I would like to enter into a courtship with you. And I think some of that is dependent on where you're at with that friendship. Like if you don't know a girl very well, it's pretty weird to say, hey, would you like to exclusively date me? She'd be like, that's weird. It might be more appropriate to say, hey, can we get some coffee to get to know each other? But when you've been friends for a long time, it's kind of weird to say like, let's get some coffee. Okay, you're, you're well beyond that. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, we, it's, uh, after we run for two hours today. <laughs> yeah, let's just get some coffee. Like 
that's a that's a weird next step. Like you should know whether you should be entering into uh, more dates together. Absolutely. And we had known each other pretty well. We met senior year in high school and then started working together at a summer camp. So we had worked together. I knew his parents. I'd been over to his house. He'd been over to my house. We'd have a, a we'd had a lot of opportunities to see each other in different environments and know each other's character to the deepest level that you can in a guy-girl friendship that's not in a dating relationship or courting, however you want to say it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, just adding in, in either, uh, whether it's you as the guy making sure that's articulated or the girl just checking in on like, help me understand exactly what you're thinking. Cause sometimes again, like me, the guy has it in his head, but doesn't articulate it. Um, yeah, no, I don't think anybody want to, wants to walk away from that conversation being confused, right? Talking to their friends and being like, I don't know what we are. I'm not sure. Like, give give each other an easy story that you can tell your friends uh, and family about where your relationship's at and, and where you, uh, yeah, what, what you just agreed upon or yeah. didn't agree upon. Yeah. <laughs> and these DTR conversations too, it, we know some couples too, they had, three DTR conversations throughout the process because the first one was, hey, I'd like to take you to coffee. And that was obviously a lighter defining of the relationship. Yep. And then later they decided, okay, I'd like to, you know, exclusively date. So there can be those different levels of the ask. I mean, we don't think of it this way always, but like when Kevin proposed to me, like that was a further defining of our relationship. Sure. Yep. So, um, so this is, this is something, you know, it depends what stage you're at in your relationship. Um, whether that be starting it or whether you've, you know, been going on a couple dates and then defining it even further, defining it as something that you're going to possibly do several times. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the key to all of this, I think the key principle that we're working off of here is just be intentional. You know, whether it's just out for coffee or I'd like to take you on one date or exclusively dating or we're engaged, whatever it is, have an intention, you know, want to live lives that are intentional uh, there's a time to get to know each other. It's not like I asked Lee to be my girlfriend uh, the first time we went running together. So there's a time to get to know each other. But then, yeah, there's a there's a point in time uh, when you, you need to, to make that definition. Great. Okay, so that's step three. Tell her what you are asking. And then the final step, see how easy this is? Four easy steps. Have a plan. Yeah, so have a plan is you want to have a plan in mind what you're going to do. I think whether you're asking her for coffee or on one date or exclusively date, hopefully you're going to go on some type of event. I think as a guy, it's really important that you plan that out and that you think about it and think through it. So you don't just say, Hey, what do you want to do? Like that's the, that's basically the, the worst way to start off. Any type of dating relationship is I haven't thought through this whatsoever, but Hey, I thought you could all of a sudden on the spot come up with something that that's not really honoring a, a woman uh, really at all. And if you've done this before, you don't have to feel bad. It's okay to kind of learn from that. Just today we learned one of my favorite celebrity couples is Chip and Joanna Gaines from Fixer Upper. And we're currently listening to the Magnolia story on our audible for this month, which is read by Chip and Joanna Gaines, which is really fun that they read their own, their it, own uh, book. It's awesome. It is really fun. Cause you can see their personalities coming out and they talk about how on their first date, Chip did exactly that. He showed up without a plan. So he asked Joanna out and then shows up and is like, so what do you want to do? Where do you want to go to dinner? <laughs> and she was like, seriously, like, 
seriously, you don't have a plan? And he even admits in the book, like, yep, that wasn't good. That was that was a miss on I mean, my if part. you watch the show, it's not real surprising. But at the same time, he's like, I'm a doofus. Like, who? Like, why would you want to start off? But sometimes, as guys, we can just get so wrapped up into like, all right, I got to ask this girl out. And like, she said yes. And then we forget the, you know. And again, you know, we, we're around a lot of missionaries who start dating at USAF training. Um, and it's not always so much what they do. It's just that the guy had a plan. Yeah, we went to the beach and he had thought through it. And this is where we went to dinner. And it wasn't the nicest restaurant, but he thought it through, and I appreciated that. And I think that's that's what girls are looking for in that situation. This just shows some thoughts, some forethought, which mm-hmm. is makes you feel as if you are special and worthy of that extra thought and time. So our our four, just to recap here, our four quick steps were: ask her in person, tell her why, give her some context for why you're asking her out, some meaning and purpose, and uh, complimenting her. Tell her, what are you asking? Is it coffee? Is that to one date? Is it exclusively date? And then have a plan for that date uh, as well. Excellent. Very good. Okay, so as tradition here, when we get to the end of our... As tradition on our third episode, this yes. deep and enduring traditions that Long we have. standing tradition Absolutely. that we have here. We love to leave you because the purpose of this podcast is help you practically live your Catholic faith. So we'd love to leave you with a uh, how-to challenge for you. And Kevin has put together a little something. So our how-to challenge really comes from Ephesians 5. In Ephesians 5, St. Paul describes uh, the dynamics of a married relationship. He says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And so I think it's really important, guys, if we find ourselves in one of these situations where we know we need to define the relationship, that you actually define the relationship. Uh, Christ calls husbands, I think he calls men, to uh, yeah, love their wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He died for her, right? He sacrificed for her. He put himself on the line. And as guys, I think in this situation, we need to put our own pride on the line. And I know uh, I've been there. It's much easier not to do that. It's much easier to have the girl say, oh, I like you, or this is where I think our relationship's headed but as a men to really step up, step up and put ourselves out there is huge. And it starts off a relationship well, because that's the way uh, we're supposed to act in marriage as well. And I just think it um, really honors the woman as well. So if you find yourself in that situation, go for it. Ask her out. Yeah, no girl dreams of the day that she's going to get down on one knee and propose to the man of her dreams. Like we just, we don't have that dream. We have a lot of dreams, but that is not one of them. <laughs> And so I, it's, I think it's so important just from the start to set that precedence. It just helps kind of define the future of how things are going to go in your relationship. And this isn't to mean that, ladies, if you're sitting here like, well, what's the challenge for me then? Like if the guy's supposed to define the relationship, what am I supposed to do if he won't? And I think it's perfectly acceptable for you as the lady to ask him to define the relationship, especially if you know that you're in an ambiguous relationship, it's obvious, your friends talk about it, your family jokes about it, you know, people are clearly aware that there's this something that's undefined, it is perfectly acceptable for you to say, listen, I need to know where we stand, and what is your intention here, like, where are we going, or are we going anywhere, not only for the sake of your relationship, but for you yourself, like, you deserve to know that, you deserve to know what's going on there. And I think the key is just making sure that you allow them to be the one to speak first because it's really easy for guys to go, well, I don't know, what do you think? 
And I think that's really unfair to turn that around because then it's saying, hey, you risk yourself and put yourself out there for me when really it's the guy who gets the privilege and honor of leading in that way. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the Chip and Joanna Gaines example shows that like God can continue to move people and help people mature, but you know, you want to start off the best way possible. And if your relationship as the woman and you're always pushing that relationship forward, I think you're just setting up a precedence that, that you lead, that you put yourself on the line. And it's really important to just, uh, yeah, I, I would just say from a guy's perspective to make him sacrifice, to make him do it because you're going to call him to virtue. And when women uh, call guys to virtue, uh, they, they, they feel challenged and it's good for guys to decide I'm either going to step up or I'm not. And uh, as a woman, you need to know that. Is your, is your guy, that guy in your life, is he someone who's going to step up to the challenge or is he constantly going to try to get out of it? Uh, you want a man by your side who's going to step up to challenges uh, in life because uh, as you develop in a relationship and as a, as a course, if you're in a, rela- if you're in a relationship, uh, eventually marriage all throughout that marriage, you need that man to step up and not just rely and lean on you um, exclusively to, to lead. It's it's super important. Very good. Awesome. Well, that was our, our episode on how to ask a girl out. Lisa, you got anything else for us? I think that pretty much covers it. I'm really excited about this episode, and I hope that you all have learned some new things, some practical things about how to move forward with your relationships, especially when it comes to defining them. So guys, be sure to ask that girl out and ladies, uh, praying for you, especially those out you out there who are in these relationships, stay strong and, uh, persevere. God will lead you through it. God bless. God bless. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at madetomagnify.com. And you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests. And would you do us a quick favor, if you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This really helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it.